0: Okay, I don't have a paper today. Um, So, yesterday we spoke about the curses. Today we're going to talk about the blessings. The revealed blessings, like we discussed yesterday. It's actually one of the ways that we bless people, is we say, because we believe everything's good. Everything that comes from God is good. But some things, we uh, we don't merit to see. That it's good. We believe it's good. We trust it's good. But it's hard for us to understand how. So sometimes the way we bless people, we say you should have good, betoiv, hanira, behaniglon. You should have open and revealed good. So yesterday we spoke about the hidden good. Today we're going to talk about the open and revealed good. In the beginning of Parshish B'chukhoisai, before it goes into all of the curses, it begins with discussing all the rewards that God is going to give. In if you go in my ways, بيتام, I will give you rain in the right time, etc. It goes on and on with many rewards. And even things that allude to um, the way it's going to be when Mashiach comes, like we discussed earlier in the week, خيرا, about the wild animals. Um, but there, it goes through all the rewards. Now, the obvious question to the, to the regular Jew, we're learning perky office now, and in Perkah Yavas, in Perak I think it's on Tiganoisi I think he says that that we know we're taught all the time that we should serve God, not for the purpose of reward, not because we're going to get something out of it, but for Lishma, for the sole purpose of serving God. Because we're, we're, what we're getting out of it is a connection with Hashem. Not because we're going to get great things, physical pleasure and physical abundance and physical greatness. That's not what we're looking for. That's not what we should be looking for. It's true that we say that uh, you should learn l'shma, mitach shaloy l'shma, bal that as a result of studying even for the wrong motive, for the wrong reason, it will hopefully eventually lead the person into, in the right direction to do it for the, for the right purpose. And not only that, the Rambam actually brings that down l'halakha. I don't have a paper today so I can't show you, but the Rambam brings it down l'halakha but this is, this is the way you're supposed to educate. The Rabbim says, you take a child, you give him the Rabbim rights, you give him sweets, you give him things that he enjoys as a reward for learning, for doing good things, for mitzvahs. And but that, you teach him the child according to his age, according to his capacity. And eventually when the child grows up and gets older, he'll be doing it for the right purpose. But you have to train him and grab him into it with simple, basic, and insignificant um, rewards. And an adult needs it also. We need incentives. We need to know that I'm going to get something out of it. So, but obviously, this is not the ultimate way of serving God. Now, it's true that we say Torah in general speaks alaroyv todaber. Torah speaks to the to the to the average person, um, and sometimes we find Torah Torah that it even speaks to the negative part of a person. But Torah speaks to the average person, so the average person may need some incentive. But then, this, go, this brings our question a step deeper. There's different types of incentives. There's spiritual incentives and there's physical incentives. We all know that, we, that most people that get up in the morning are not getting rewarded for it. When you come to the minyan in the morning, you're not getting uh, candy for it. You're not getting money for it. You get breakfast. You get breakfast. <laughs> oh, hot boca. Yes. But, um, but most of us t- tell ourselves, oh, this is good. Ge- This is spiritually um, uh, productive for me. It helps me start my morning. Meaning that besides for physical pleasures and physical rewards, there's also spiritual incentives. And spiritual incentives, which sometimes are not the ultimate reason why you should be doing it, purely for the sake of God, not for your own even spiritual pleasure and spiritual benefit. But spiritual pleasure and spiritual benefit is also something. Which makes our question bigger, the Torah, should discuss spiritual rewards. Spiritual rewards are something also. Emotional rewards, social rewards, meaning rewards that are not just simply physical and mundane, that you're going to have produce, you're going to have money, you're going to have... Like, we, it should be speaking about more spiritual rewards. And not only that, the Rambam writes about Mashiach coming, that when Mashiach comes, there's going to be great things. But the Rambam says that all the Chachamim, all the great people... What is the reason why they want the Mashiach? Why do you want Mashiach to come? That one the reason why they want the Mashiach to come is not for the physical greatness and pleasures and all the, the abundance that there is going to be. They're going to want, they want Mashiach to come for that there will be a time where the whole world is just going to be focused on one thing, on studying Torah, on God, on holiness, no distractions, no temptations. And therefore, that is why they want the Mashiach. So again, why would we... Um, focus so much on the physical, plain, mundane, physical pleasures. And if, if the purpose of why we want Mashiach to come is not even for that. Now again, the truth is, I'm taking you guys on the whole back and forth. The truth is that even the Rambam alludes to the fact that yes, all these things will help, but there shouldn't be distractions. That we should be able to focus. Meaning, it doesn't necessarily have to be understood as rewards. We can understand it as that we'll have Abundance will have we everything to to we need heart, that we won't that we won't have anything else that we need to focus on no, We'll we be able to focus heart, purely on the study of Torah Do to to on doing mitzvahs And we won't have to be distracted by taking care of other needs because Hashem will give it to us We don't have then to, to but, to, even but with, even with that, but, the, we have no challenges. But we'll still need to be living as physical human beings. So God's telling us, living as physical human beings, I'll supply you with the food. I'll supply you with everything you need. This way, you, all you need to do is focus on studying. We don't care. need to have anything else. Okay, I don't so understand where your question. We is. don't. We're not going to need the physical We, we will. Our body's still going to need to live. We, 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 we water. So God's telling us that I'm going to give you all everything you need that you won't you wouldn't have now to... We will have ice cream and cream cakes. Okay. When the we don't have that. hundred percent. But we're still going to need to live as a physical person. And a normal physical person needs to work and put effort into getting okay. his physical basic needs. Okay. God's telling us I'm going to supply that for you. You won't have to worry about that. Like a bakher in yeshiva. Everything's taken care of. The parents pay for the bills. The parents pay for the Right, but the point is even, I'm saying, forget about the Yitzharah for a second, the physical basic needs. So, this is, um, the, the, but the obvious question is, even understanding it like that, there must be a reason why the Torah puts so much focus on the physical rewards, physical rewards. Why so much emphasis, so much focus, and so much, uh, the necessity to, to elaborate... With such great detail, not only in the Torah here, but all over we find the Midrashim and Gamaras talking about the great physical abundance that will be when Mashiach comes. And the reward that we get for doing mitzvahs. There must be something even to that. On its own. Not as a means to something else, but something in it on its own. So let's understand it as follows. It really um, comes as a result of the perspective that we have on life. The perspective that we have on the, everything that we experience in the world. What is Mashiach going to be? What is the reality going to be like when Mashiach comes? <laughs> Don't worry. Nice to see you. So I'll send it to you. So the. So the the answer can be understood if we we have to understand and appreciate what life really is. Life is that uh, we, we breathe, we eat, we have all our physical needs. We say every night in Mir. We say, Avos Oilam Avtanu, is it? But we say, <laughs> That Torah Mitzvah is our life. What do we mean when we say Torah is our life? Uh, I don't know if anyone ever thought about it. What do you mean when you say the words? Torah is our life. My life this is my I breathe. I eat. And on the side, I'm in mean, Torah. I also study Torah. It's a mental exercise. It's not my life. No, don't forget. I don't breathe and eat Torah. If I would breathe and eat Torah, I would, I would cease to exist. So what do we mean when we say Torah is alive? So understanding it in the full depth of it, yes, the reality is that Torah, Yiddishkeit and Mitzvahs is our physical life. Meaning that it does affect and, and have an impact and it's supposed to be involved and a part of every aspect of our life, even those basic, mundane things that we do as a human being. Which is in the whole discussion that maybe we'll discuss next week, all about Mount Entire, the fact that the Ten Commandments are the most basic, simple things. You would think they'll be the most abstract things, the, the foundation of Judaism. We talk about don't kill, don't steal. It's because the same idea... The tire is supposed to be, have an impact and be a part of the most basic and simple parts of our life. But how can we accomplish that? that we don't feel that way. We don't feel that way. We feel that our, that our physical needs are not necessarily holy. We try to think that we're doing it for a holy purpose, but they're physical needs. Our body enjoys eating. Our body enjoys um, uh, sleeping. Our body enjoys the physical things that we do. This is a result. This is what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. When Mashiach comes... The world will be a place where the physical experience will be a godly experience. That means that even right now, everything physically that we do is godly. The soul inside of us wants to eat as much as our body wants to eat. The Balshemtiv says. The Balshemtiv says that when your body has a desire to eat, it's really your neshama yearning for the for the spirituality, for the godliness that's in that food, and it just. Triggers your body to have a physical desire to eat. That's Ay- what B'a Shem- Shem- says. Ay- Ay- Lam- <laughs> well, exactly. We only experience the outside of it. We don't experience the Neshama part of it. He but like <laughs> <laughs> but this, is, this is even what's going on right now. We just don't necessarily experience that way. When Mashiach comes, we will experience the ultimate of kiem Chayinu. We will feel the godliness and the spirituality in every physical thing that we do. Understanding it like that, if we would only discuss the spiritual rewards, if we would only discuss, let's take it, before I go into that, take it a step further. We know when Mashiach comes, the unity of Hashem will be revealed. What does the unity of Hashem mean? The unity of Hashem means that Hashem is felt in everything. If there's one thing that Hashem is not felt in, then it's not ultimate unity. Unity is that everything is one, everything is in the same direction. If the physical world won't feel God in every part of it, if it won't be expressed and felt in every part of it, physically felt and seen, then there's not, it's not pure. It's not unity. It's not unity of God. So again, let's go back to our discussion. So therefore, when Mashiach comes, if we would only discuss spiritual rewards, that we're going to understand Torah better, we'll even have a desire to learn more Torah and we'll appreciate spirituality. But we won't discuss the physical um, uh, result of that, and we won't discuss how the godliness will be in sync a an imperfection with the physical world, that there'll be no, nothing lacking in the physical world because godliness is going to be so strong, and as a direct result of that, the physical world will be a reflection of that, then it will be lacking in the unity of God, and it will be lacking in the godly experience that we're going to have. Because that means that we'll have spiritual perfection, we'll have godly perfection in the study of Torah, and in our spiritual exercises, and our spiritual growth, but will it be experienced also in the physical world? If we don't discuss that, then it's lacking in the, in the ultimate of Mashiach's times and Mashiach coming. So it's not just reward. This is showing us this is um, a result of the Torah being our life in every aspect of our life. The reason why the physical world will reach completion is because the physical world will finally be a perfect home for the godliness that's within it. And when the godliness that's within it can shine through, it will be perfection. The physical world will reach perfection, and that's why everything will be in abundance. It's a direct result. Therefore, it's not just a reward; it's a direct result of the godly experience that we're going to have when Mashiach comes. Preparing for that, now we have to work on that. Like, by the way, this is why it says in the Ayen, when Mashiach comes. The rocks, right, will call out to the person stepping on top of it and say, "Bulach, right? See, why are you walking on top of it without studying Torah?" Because the world will reach a state of perfection where the physical will be aligned with the spiritual. The there won't be a separation. We need, to, we need to experience that in our lives right now. We are not close to the times of Mashiach, and we need to try to align the physical parts of our life with the spiritual. The reason why, the, the Rebbe said this many times, but the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he discussed many times, how it used to be in old times, people would frown upon wealth. People would frown upon physical abundance. They would say, you have to live in poverty, you have to live in, in so to speak, in, in stress, and this way you can focus and not be distracted by the physical world. The Rebbe, the now, has become close to Mashiach. It changes. As we come close to Mashiach, closer to Mashiach, when Mashiach comes we're gonna have physical abundance. And it's not gonna be a distraction. There was now every ever said people should have people should have abundance, people should live by chava, with a even in the physical and physical things. Because we're coming close to Mashiach's times. And therefore we have to, the world needs to be aligned with the godly purpose and godly experience. And therefore yes, we need more of the physical world and we need to use it for the right purpose. We see right now how much of the physical world can be used for a good purpose. Technology and everything. Can we come for breakfast? Yes. So this is, this is yeah, the yeah. reason why we discuss so much of it. And this is what we need to practice in our own life. With all the physical abundance that Hashem blesses us with. And that we ask for for to, to, be, to be aligned with this godly purpose and not use it as a distraction, not be distracted by it, but let it help the world reach its perfection. Yes. The guy, the guy said, I worked I, I myself, I only eat bread and water. The said, do forget, you should eat That's why I know why. Because when a eats less eats, well, less can he give, he gives one stage. less always. <laughs> so if less than bread and water, I give to somebody else. So you give him most essence steak. Uh-huh. Yeah? So this is, this is what we need to practice. This is what we need to do today. Everyone, have a wonderful day.